2: Crossover, beat him like a drum, pump fake, fly by, three ball! Oh my goodness, Curry! Beat Dylan Brooks every which way. He shed him to the right, then he recovered,
1: pump faked him in the air, just beat him like a drum. It's time for Warriors Wrap Up with John Dickinson. We'll bring you into the locker room and hear from Coach Kerr and the players. Highlights from the game, and J.D. will take your calls. Warriors wrap-up starts now. I mean,
3: you heard it from the voice himself, Tim Roy. Beating Dylan Brooks like a drum. And Stephen Curry just continuing to show us all that age is just a number. As the Golden State Warriors pull out their second consecutive row win to begin the 2023 campaign, 106-95 in Houston at the Toyota Center against the Rockets. Evan Giddings filling in for John Dickinson here tonight. And and really, I don't think there's any other place to start besides that. Look, there's a lot to get into with this game. I know we're going to hear from Steve Kern a little bit. Klay uh, Thompson had a hot shooting half in the first. Draymond Green makes his season debut. The bench was spectacular. Chris Paul at the forefront of, of it with a plus-22 but, but it's hard to begin anywhere outside of number thirty in this basketball game because however however you want to make of it, the roller coaster ride that was from a sixteen point lead then to down two with under six to play in the fourth quarter of this basketball game, it it is such a relieving feeling. And I, I don't really want to imagine any other feeling than Stephen Curry being on the team that I'm watching and rooting for on a night in and night out basis, because even on a night in which he did not have his best shot. On a night in which he only had three first quarter points, in which he took seven shots all from three in the first half, only making two, in which he had you wondering just exactly how he was going to close this basketball game. Well, he let you know. In the final six minutes, Stephen Curry scores 14 of the Warriors' 21 points, 12 straight, including four three-pointers. You heard the final of which from Tim Roy on the call tonight in Houston, as he is always for the Golden State Warriors. And it was just absolutely sensational. I mean, this guy is in the 15th season of his soon-to-be Hall of Fame first ballot, no doubt about a career. And age is just a number for Stephen Curry. I mean, the final one, the final three, in which he takes Dylan Brooks out an island and just embarrasses him in front of everyone watching on television was was the piece de resistance. I mean, much of the elation of Dub Nation, I mean, Dylan Brooks might be public enemy number one in recent memory for Golden State Warriors fans. And I don't know if Steph Curry kind of picked him out of the hat, especially because he had already done it to Sengun. Uh, He he had a a fantastic curling three off a beautiful pass from Draymond Green. Kevon Looney with a hardworking play to set up Steph Curry's first three in in, in the corner towards the wing. But that last one was just unbelievable. And then he continues to give you, like, this is where – Certain athletes start to separate themselves—the great ones, the great players, as well as the great entertainers. Because, as sensational as the final shot was from Stephen Curry over Dylan Brooks to cap a 12 straight Curry streak against the Houston Rockets, to essentially snatch the victory in Houston from the Rockets, the celebration might have been just as sweet. I mean, he, he started on 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 Halloween Eve, no less. He goes full scream, slapping both sides of his face, wondering exactly what he's doing. And, and for those that you know are kind of trying to grab a picture of it, you know the, the scream is you know, the, this painting from the the late 1900s by a Norwegian artist, and it, it is just so appropriate that on the night before Halloween, Stephen Curry puts together a unique, singular, individual, and timeless creative shot, and then backs it up with one of the better celebrations and and, and mockeries of a hated Dub Nation player in Dylan Brooks that I have ever seen. I mean, that was unbelievable, and he's the gift that continues to keep on giving, and this is only Game 3. Like, this is... This is Game 3 of the 82-game season, and Stephen Curry backs up a 41-point performance in Sacramento, taking the hearts of the Sacramento Kings yet again, with now going down to Houston in a game that, sure, we're going to get into some of the concerns from it, some of the things that you did and didn't like, but at the end of the day, anytime you got 30 on your side... It is a game that you feel like the Golden State Warriors are going to win. My name is Emmy Giddings, filling in for John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap Up. JD is going to be back tomorrow night for the game against New Orleans. 888 957 9570 is the text line. Comcast Business Text line. Also the number to call in at. We would love to hear your reactions to the fourth quarter, to the entirety of the game, to Stephen Curry's unbelievable performance in the fourth quarter. And and I, I put this out on Twitter, like even when it's not his night. It's still Stephen Curry's night at age 35 going on 36. I mean, he just puts to bed all the 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 worries about age. And, and look, over the course of 82, he's going to miss some games. But whenever he straps it up, whenever he puts those Curry ones on or whatever Under Armour shoe he's on at this point in his career, he is going to give you a show. And you must tune in to Golden State Warriors basketball because he might do something that makes you reevaluate how you watch basketball. And down the stretch of that game, it, it's like he does it so many times. It's almost like you know I, I've heard people throw out that this concept of watching the sunset, like it's always the same, but there's variations of it. Some are more beautiful than others. Some are lesser. And on a night like tonight sure, it wasn't the greatest fourth quarter performance of Stephen Curry's career, but it's a consistent reminder that this guy is going to put on and put out for the Warriors. And in a game in which, look, I mean, Houston, this is a brand new Houston team, six new additions, five guys different from last year, a brand new head coach. This is a team that's looking to find some identity, that's looking to pick up their first one of the season. They were hungry and they were taking it at the Warriors. I mean, they were getting into the paint. They were speeding the Warriors up at times throughout this basketball game, and they came back from down 16, a game in which potentially should not have even gotten to that point. And Stephen Curry made sure that the Warriors were not going to be denied and were going to walk away with a W. Now their second road win of the season to begin 2023, and it has you feeling like this year is going to be a completely different script than last season not potentially as far as what happens in the playoffs who knows we're we're going to talk about that when the time comes but the fact that throughout this offseason the theme has been you know a, a a return to chemistry a return to a togetherness and of course the whatever <laughs> the word that Mike Dunleavy and Joe Lake have continued to use the optionality of what the Warriors have on their roster this season and and i i do and very interested to hear what you all have to think about it at 889579570 but I think also just coming off of, I mean, let's be frank, another team in the Bay Area, the 49ers earlier in the day, who left us wanting a little bit more at home. For Stephen Curry to follow up that performance with one of his own just reminds you just where the Golden State Warriors are at in all the the forefront of our minds at all times. And for Steph Curry to pick us up as well as the rest of his team, I thought was absolutely sensational. 888-957-9570 888-957-9570 is the Comcast business text line. Also, the number for you to call in at. Evan Getting's filling in for John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap-Up. JD will be back tomorrow. So, Stephen Curry, we know he's absolutely ridiculous. I, I think that the second biggest takeaway from the game and the win down in Houston, in which the Warriors defeated the Rockets 106-95, to is the fact that Chris Paul is going to be a, a seamless fit to this team. I mean, for him... 1,365 games in his first 18, now 18-plus seasons. And this is the first time tonight that we have ever seen Chris Paul come off the bench. And he was the exact same Chris Paul that we saw in the first two games as a starter. Now, the numbers themselves are not going to necessarily wow you. Eight points, seven assists, five rebounds, although that is very good, very consistent, has yet to hit a three-point shot and yet still has you thinking it doesn't matter because a 3 of 8 is not where he provides the impact. Chris Paul was a plus 22 tonight in plus minus, and that is because he was at the forefront of what the Warriors did at the end of the first quarter and the beginning of the second quarter, which was create a cushion that allowed, eventually in the fourth quarter, for them to overcome the Houston Rockets' late flurry. And Stephen Curry was the reason. But Chris Paul... One turnover, seven assists. I mean, this guy now has 28 assists to what, five turnovers in his first three games as a Golden State Warrior? He's been absolutely sensational. And for him to give Steve Kerr the, the flexibility to essentially go basically a, a hockey line change. I mean, the, the starting lineup in the first quarter was not, quite frankly, very good. They were not getting it done. And once he brings Chris Paul, everything tends to settle down. Everything tends to simmer. But along with Gary Payton II, who was awesome tonight and finally found his shot, 6 of 8 from the floor, 3 of 4 from downtown. Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga, and Dario Saric, all in that first quarter were absolutely awesome. And from the 408 chime in on the Comcast Business Text Line, just wanted to say I'd take GP2, CP3, Kaminga, Moody, and Sarge over some teams' starting five. Now the 408 did mention the Wizards specifically, um, and I and actually I saw something on social media earlier because what was going viral yesterday was Jordan Poole's kind of look away corner three point shot, and was was getting dragged around a little bit, perhaps unnecessarily, but looks into the bench, shot doesn't go in. Tonight, I think it was Steph Curry's first or second three during the fourth straight that he made in the fourth quarter, but he just throws up a shot, starts running back to the other end, and essentially is saying, like, that's that's how you do it. I mean, Steph was, tonight, the overall numbers are not extremely gaudy, especially the shooting numbers, 24 points on 16 shots, and the majority of his looks were from downtown tonight. He took 14 three-pointers, he made six of them, but added seven rebounds as well as six assists. And, and and taking a look, you know, Chris Paul, I thought, was was absolutely awesome. I, I thought that Klay Thompson's first half, uh, by the way, Sterling, put that one on the cap, one of our, our pregame prediction. Klay Thompson, five or more threes. Knock it off. So, for Klay Thompson to come out shooting well, as he did against Houston, I thought was big for him. Second straight game, by the way, that Klay Thompson has been at a 50% three-point mark, and that Statistically speaking, in the month of October, bucks a trend of Klay Thompson because he traditionally starts slow. So, so to see him on the road, no less, shoot two of four against Sacramento. Now, five of ten tonight against Houston, two teams that you would hope the Warriors, specifically tonight, would be able to take care of. For Klay Thompson to do what he did, I thought was also impressive. But you know, just kind of kind of taking a look at at, at the fourth quarter and and for the Golden State Warriors, I mean the the last. 10 possessions of that game, really the last half of the fourth quarter is where this game was won. And it's because of number 30, along with some help from the rest of the starting lineup that, as I just mentioned, was not great in the first half of this basketball game, but showed metal down the stretch. And again, if you want to push back and say, look, it's the Houston Rockets, it's on the road, You know, they're coming off an overtime loss, this team doesn't know how to close, they got several guys under the age of 25, I'll hear that. But these are the games that last season, the Golden State Warriors could not win at the beginning of the year. I mean, they lost eight, eight, maybe perhaps nine. I apologize for having the figure correctly or specific, but eight or nine road games at the beginning of last year that they lost. I'm talking about Orlando. I'm talking about Charlotte. I'm talking about Sacramento. I'm talking about teams that the Warriors, this year, I have a more formulated belief that they can punish and pull out games down the stretch up that we expected them to do last year, and yet they couldn't for a multitude of reasons, and it's for a multitude of reasons that this season feels a little bit different at the beginning of the 2023-24 campaign. From the 5-3-4, Curry is still the most unguardable player in the league. Well, he certainly looked like it tonight. And when that guy see one sees one go down, it's like the next three are going up, and you just expect them to go in. From the four oh seven, created to show Dylan the villain. He's not that dude. Of course, he's talking about Dylan Brooks, who caught the brunt in uh according to Tim Roy, was beat like a drum by Stephen Curry down the stretch of that basketball game so appropriately put. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. This is Warriors wrap up. Evan Getting sitting in for John Dickinson. Want to get out to the phone lines and go to Milbray where Mark wants to chime in. Mark, I mean, what 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 did you make of the game tonight? And and I imagine it had mostly to do with Stephen Curry. You're on Warriors rapid. What's up?
2: Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, especially that dog meat effort by the uh, the Niners at uh, at home again, <laughs> third trade loss. So uh. great to see the Warriors at least getting on track. Uh, hey, they're well ahead of last year. They've already won back to back road games. Which let me give them a tip of the cap. Which you wouldn't think as much, but last year they couldn't beat anybody. Remember, they couldn't even beat the worst teams in the in the league on the road. So to get two back, especially beating Sacramento like they did, uh, one of the best home teams in the league in crowds, Curry was outstanding as usual. And then a team like Houston, which is a young, scrappy team, I know they're not very good, but still they're an ascending team with some young talent, and it looked like, oh, boy, here you go. Warriors are going to revert back to last year, where they do enough to take the lead and then gag it away in the fourth quarter. And just Curry just once again shows you when he goes on that flurry, He's unstoppable, and even better on that loudmouth uh, clown uh, Brooks, who supposedly claims to be one of the best uh, lockdown defenders in the league. And and uh, Curry have to cook him and show him he's not. So uh, just overall impressive. I know Houston's not very good, but still, uh, for the Warriors, you got to worry about taking care of businesses, especially on the road. This is the this is what the we need to see displayed throughout the season because we don't want to have a repeat where they dominate that Chase Center and you know they're i want to see you a good team dominate uh, has a good winning record at home which they will and at least goes 500 a- on the road that's what the warriors need to focus on be around at least 20 to 21 wins on the road give or take so you got another test tomorrow i want to see what they do against a team like the pelicans who when zion's healthy that team is elite which he rarely is but they're going to have a huge test they got two elite studs in uh, in zion and Brandon Ingram so they're going to have their hands full. So we're going to see now, are you guys up to the challenge of beating good teams on the road? So that's the mentality I want to see tomorrow night against a really good New Orleans team. So take care of business tonight, and uh, we'll see uh, before uh, another showdown with uh, Sacramento uh, back at home. Thanks for the time, Matt. I
3: appreciate that, Mark. 888 957 is the number for the Comcast Business Text Line. If you want to call and react to the Warriors, 105 to me, 106 to 95 victory down in Houston against the Rockets. Stephen Curry absolutely sensational in the fourth quarter. Evan Giddings filling in for John Dickinson. He'll be back tomorrow night for the tail end of the back to back, which I think also played into how Steve Kerr might have approached this game in terms of minutes, um, and may have factored into the overall. I mean, like Stephen Curry played 31 minutes tonight, and, and I think to the caller's point, look, the win against Sacramento is, in my opinion, more significant. Uh, perhaps more telling or indicative of where this team is at than the win tonight against Houston. But that doesn't mean that it's not a valuable win. Because in my opinion, based on what we saw last year, this is a Warriors team that is a little older. While it's deeper, I think in order for them to create a situation where they have a bit of cushion, perhaps a couple games throughout the middle of this year when, when injuries inevitably come, when guys inevitably have to miss games... These early season wins are what we can look back on and say that's a reason why the Warriors can position themselves for what I believe is a a ceiling of a top-four seed team in the West. These wins are important, no matter how you get them. And and for Stephen Curry to do what he does is absolutely awesome, and and it's mesmerizing, and it's magical, and it's entertaining, and it's what we've come to love about him along with the Golden State Warriors throughout this dynasty. But for this season, to Mark's point for Milbray, this is You know, a Houston Rockets team that's not expected a whole lot of this year, but how can you stack wins on the road? How can you be a team that is not 11 and 30 on the road like they were last year? I mean, they're basically 20% of the way there, and it's the third game of the season. That is important for this Golden State Warriors team. Uh, I see you, Guillermo. I want to get to you in just a second, but I do want to hear from the head coach of the Golden State Warriors, Steve Kerr, who spoke after the game about Stephen Curry, about the win, and what he thought about the game down in houston
0: it's massive it's massive the way chris has embraced um everything you know um here in the first month uh since he's um you know been with us um as you know tonight was the first game of his entire career he didn't start and um you know when i talked to him this morning about it he just yep like nodded his head and said let's go get him you know it's like not even a a big deal so um I think it's it's just, it, it, it's similar to to Andre all those years ago, I guess, 2014. Um, when a vet, a great player, all-star, shows that kind of sacrifice, it just sets a tone for the whole team. And uh, so the vibe is great on our team, and, and Chris is um, one of the main reasons for that.
2: Just general thoughts on how they're the belt air, man.
0: Rusty in the first half, um, but typically... Uh, at his best with the game on the line, he had a huge tip out, um, offensive rebound. I thought that was a, a really big play in the game, and um, you know, got Steph helped get Steph open on one of those threes, um, and then defended. And We made a bunch of stops in a row down the stretch, and Draymond was right in the middle of it all. So didn't didn't surprise me because that's who he is. But um, it's going to take him a little time to to shake the, the rust off.
3: I want to ask about the bond real quick. You know, he seems very controlled and composed as a roller with those dump off passes.
0: The loss. Has he always had that skill set, or how does that
3: skill set? Which Which skill set? Uh, being able to be composed, you know, as a short yeah. roller, make that dump off pass.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. He hasn't always had that. He's had to work for for that. Um, but over the last few years, um, he's gotten really good in that uh, short roll, uh, catching and either finishing or moving it to the weak side. He. Never turns it over. Uh, he's always under control. His feet are always underneath him. And, uh, and he's got good hands. So, um, you know, Loon played uh, guard and wing in high school. And so his, his skill is, is actually, um, you know, greater than, than people give him credit for because he's not out there launching threes, but he knows how to play. Does
2: starting Draymond immediately coming off of injury, you know, rather than you know, bring them along slowly, having problems. Does that aid in like, finding
0: his room? For well, yeah, I mean, you never really want to, especially when you when you miss training camp, you know, you don't want to um, go out and play 35 minutes the first night. And um, so this was about right, you know, 20, 21 minutes. Um, and obviously, um, you know, was rusty early, but, uh, but really came on in, in the second half. So, So this is kind of how we envisioned it. We'll wrap him up a little bit um, and go from there.
3: And that was head coach of the Golden State Warriors, Steve Kerr. I I think he touched on a lot of points that are interesting and some things to note moving forward, specifically Draymond Green's debut in the 2023 season. Draymond was absolutely rusty in that first half. I think he had three fouls and three turnovers in nine minutes in the first half. It was going to be on a minutes restriction either way. So, whether or not Steve Kerr wanted to get him in and out based on his play, based on the amount of minutes, it is is TBD, but Draymond did have a big role down the stretch as did Kevon Looney. Uh Draymond hit Stephen Curry, I think it was on that third three of the four with with a kind of patented, you know, relocation three from the wing in which he comes out Steve Kerr referenced the tip um but but at the very beginning of that you know, two to three minute uh, post game with with Steve Kerr. He talked about Chris Paul and a guy that was coming off the bench for the very first time in his career and did not skip a beat. Just the consummate professional. And I think Chris Paul. Like I, I haven't been in, in an anti Chris Paul guy as long as I've been a Warriors fan, just because I, I think he has traits that sure are ones that if you're on the opposing team or if you're an opposing fan base, you don't really like. But if he's on your team, you see night in and night out just how much he impacts winning basketball. And we've already seen that through the first three games. I certainly hope that Chris Paul can remain healthy for the entire 82-game season and ideally what's going to hopefully be a deep postseason run for the Warriors. But if Chris Paul is giving you a plus 22 in 27 minutes off the bench or in the starting lineup, or at the end of games, you will absolutely take that. And it is such a, a different type of feeling when he's controlling the basketball. I think not only for the viewer, but also I have to imagine playing alongside him. Because the Jonathan Kamingas, the Moses Moody's, even a, a GP2 who's who's been around this league for a while. Dario Saric, who's played with Chris Paul coming off the bench. All of those guys are accustomed to especially in a game like this against a Houston team that's trying to speed up the pace, that's trying to get the Warriors into a frenetic type of up-and-down basketball game, for Chris Paul to enter this basketball game and then slow it down to direct traffic, to basically put guys in advantageous positions without sometimes them even knowing it. He does this, he does this unconsciously, it appears, because of how open some of these players and how confident they shoot in rhythm sometimes. So I think Chris Paul has been a massive upgrade for the Golden State Warriors, and he's a big reason why they are 2-1. and one. All right, Let's get out to the phone lines. 888 957 That's also the number for the Comcast Business text line. Guillermo, you're up next on Warriors Wrap-Up with Evan Giddings in for John Dickinson. What's up, man? How you doing?
4: I'm doing well, man. We won. So, you know, all, all happy here. What a, what a great game, especially the second unit, man. It looks like we have two teams. You know, it, you know we have the starters who are still trying to get together. Injury, injuries and whatnot, but the second team is like a whole other team that's just coming in you know, and scoring points, playing defense. That's exciting, but I was calling in about tomorrow's first game of the play-in, should not play-in, in-season tournament, the cup. The cup is how I, I, I picture it because I'm a big soccer fan, so I relate to, to teams playing two competitions at the same time, and that requires a very deep bench, which we seem to have, but it's, I think this is the third game in a row. Is this right? Uh, no, we they, they had one year off. This is back-to-back away. And it, I'm looking at the calendar, and we have two of the three games away uh, that we need to win to be in Vegas. Uh, how, how do you see the team being able to pull two tournaments at the same time?
3: Oh, I think that's a great question, Guillermo, and I think that we're going to get a look at just how important the Golden State Warriors believe this in-season tournament is. Now, I think one thing that's interesting to me is the group that they're in, because I think the Kings are in it, the Pelicans, as you mentioned, Oklahoma City, and Minnesota. Uh, I'd have to double-check that, but I believe those are, those are kind of the, the teams that are going to be in the Warriors group. I don't know if the Warriors are going to approach it any differently than any other regular season game, because they have their minds and eyes set on the postseason. Uh, but I'm very interested to see how the rest of those teams who, characteristically speaking, are much younger, are looking to knock off Golden State, are looking to you know improve. A team like OKC has a leap that they would like to make, now building off of a young core. So I'm interested to see how those teams approach these type of games. And the Pelicans are the one that you're talking about, who are currently 2-0 after defeating the New York Knicks and Memphis Grizzlies in their first two games of the season. So... Like I'm, I'm very interested to see how those two teams, uh, those teams approach it, and especially for uh, New Orleans teams, I think it's going to be a good test. Zion Williamson is back; he looks healthy. McCollum, Ingram, uh, Valanciunas, you know, I, I Herb Jones. Uh, that's a very formidable group. I think with aspirations to put themselves into playoff contention this year. So that, I think that's how I would look at it more so than how the Warriors going to take a look at multiple tournaments at the same time. I just think they're gonna take a look at another damn good road opponent, very similar to Sacramento. And this is also, I think, most importantly for Golden State, their first back-to-back test of the season. Steve Kerr said it before the game, and the the veterans have echoed this sentiment, the fact that Curry, Clay, Dre are all going to try and Chris Paul are all going to play the front and back end of the back to backs. So if the veterans are trying to play more games, how does Steve Kerr use that depth like you're talking about, Guillermo, to kind of string out the performances, but also string out games? And how does he mix and match rotations? I thought it was also interesting that down the stretch of this basketball game compared to the first two, of talking about Houston tonight, that Steve Kerr didn't have Chris Paul in the in what became the closing lineup because the game was tied at six forty five at eighty five. Jalen Green goes coast-to-coast off a Curry miss, gets an and-one, misses the front end, so they go up two. So basically six minutes left, the Warriors are down two points. Wiggins splits free throws, and then Draymond gets an and-one from Looney off a Steph double team because I think the Houston Rockets were trying to not let what happened happen, which is basically prevent Curry from seeing a single basketball go through the hoop, and of course they couldn't do it. But then off of that and-one, Draymond misses the free throw, Looney muscles an offensive rebound and kind of forces a Rockets turnover on the boundary. Curry curls off a screen off the inbounds, buries a three from the wing at five minutes, and then Houston calls the timeout. That, to me, is indicative of how important Houston believed it was to stop Stephen Curry from starting to cook, from starting to heat up, from starting to get into that microwave mode in which he can win a basketball game. They call a timeout of five minutes. Jalen Green gets to the line, hits a couple free throws. Steph comes down, buries a three-pointer from the other wing. And then, next possession, Curry attacks the same wing as the first one. Hits a step-back jump shot over Sengun. Houston timeout. They're trying to put a a, a pin in what was inevitable, which was Steph and Curry decimating the Houston Rockets on their own floor in front of God and country. And then, of course, he comes down a a, a possession later, crosses over on Dylan Brooks. Pump fakes him, buries the triple, the fly-by-three, patented by Bob Fitzgerald, along with, of course, Tim Roy, who was on the call tonight on 95-7 the game. Like, that is what Houston was trying to not let happen and could not prevent it. That is where the game was won by the Warriors, and I don't really think the Rockets could do anything much about it. That's where the game was lost for them. In that final six minutes, Houston had the lead. Curry took the game. He ripped the hard out of the Houston Rockets right in front of them on their home floor. And a new team, mind you, that has a guy that Stephen Curry would love to do this to over and over and over again. And that is, as put by the Comcast Business Text Line, Dylan the Villain Brooks. All right, I want to step aside and come back. We're taking your calls on the other side. 888-957-9570. Comcast Business Text Line. Also the number to call in. On the other side, I want to take a listen to uh, some sound we got for you, specifically from the chef himself, Stephen Curry. Also, some more Steve Kerr sound after the game. I want to get into some of the other things that you saw, maybe some of the things that concerned you moving forward, as well as, of course, if you had any sort of exclamation about Stephen Curry, if, if, if you loved what you saw, if you were just in awe like usual, or maybe it was just another Stephen Curry game for you and expected every single shot he threw up in the final six minutes to go in. We'll take your calls on the other side, 888 957 Evan Gettings in for John Dickinson. He'll be back tomorrow for the New Orleans Pelicans game. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. We're back after this.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
2: He makes the looney. Screen set. Curry. Throws two. Feeds looney. Looney bounce past Raymond Layup. Good. He beat Shangoon and got fouled on the right side as he went in for the layup. He released that so quickly because
1: he saw Shangoon coming. Now back to Warriors Wrap Up with John Dickinson on 95.7 The Game.
3: That was Tim Roy on the call, as he is always on 95.7 The Game, here for the Golden State Warriors. Evan Getting is in for John Dickinson on Warriors Wrap-Up. JD's going to be back tomorrow. And, and that was one play where Draymond, who did not have the greatest night in his debut in 2023, did absolutely impact the basketball game down the stretch. In addition to a tip-out setting up uh, from Kavon Looney, setting up the and-one and I think just when Draymond Green is on the floor, whether it's him or Chris Paul, there is a little bit more opportunity for a guy like Stephen Curry to hunt, to look for his shot, to look for the chance to slam the door on a basketball game that is waiting, that is kind of hanging in the balance. And against a team like the Houston Rockets, who, mind you, did make some offseason additions. Fred Van Vleet wasn't particularly great tonight. Dylan Brooks um, coming off the second-team all-defense season. Just got his lunch handed to him at the tail end of that basketball game. Emeo Udoka is the new head coach, a team that's still looking for itself. That's a game where you expect the Golden State Warriors, whether it's to dominate, as they did in the first half, they got to a 16-point lead, and then the Rockets kind of stormed back. But even if it gets into a position where it's hanging in the balance, I think that's what made the start on the road last season so perplexing is there were multiple situations like that at the beginning of last year in which the Warriors had a chance to close out an opponent, and for whatever reason, they could not do it. It took them until November 17th, midway through November, to get their first home win of the year last year. Through two games on the road this season, they're 2-0. It feels like something might be changing in the water there, and, and I also know that a big reason for the Warriors and their starters who did not play particularly well in the first half, outside of Clay Thompson. I, I I thought Clay was good tonight. I thought he was decisive. I thought he was efficient, and he was a marksman. And and I thought he built off of the Sacramento game in a way that I love to see from Klay Thompson, who did not have a great shooting night in the home opener on Tuesday against Phoenix. How do you bounce back, how do you self-correct, and how do you play within yourself? That's a question that we've been asking over the last year or so from Klay Thompson post-injury, really after the 2022 NBA Finals. How would Klay Thompson, trying to prove it last season, play night in and night out? Sometimes he was up, sometimes he was down. He did happen to play very well against the Houston Rockets, made 27 threes in four games last year. He hit five tonight against Houston. But now how can he continue to play efficiently and effectively? And that is where I want to go to right now with Klay Thompson, who had our three-point highlight of the night.
2: Curry locates Thompson. Hashmark and shoot three. Are you kidding me? Klay Thompson from way downtown, running full speed down the left wing, just caught it and fired it. My goodness, and now he sits alone in the 10th spot all-time for most made threes. Well, even
3: though it was all about the threes there, there was only twos in his career mark. 2,222 career threes, that was that shot that moved Klay Thompson into the 10th all-time, surpassing Golden State Warriors legend. Jamal Crawford. I actually didn't know he was even top-time there, but I used to love Jay uh, Crossover. By the way, the X-Extending the three-point line brought to you by West Coast Men's Health, successfully treating men for ed, ed, and chronic pain. Visit westcoastmenshealth.com for more information. Evan Giddings in for John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap-Up. JD's going to be back tomorrow night, 888-957-9570, the number to call in to react to the Warriors' 10695 victory to start the year 2-1 and one as they defeat Houston Down south, now 2-0 to begin the road this season. From the 3-3-1, Doves have to establish a road identity now and will make them even better to win an NBA title throughout the season. Well, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. Let's start with winning on the road, which the Warriors have only done so far this year. Ironically enough, their one home game, they did not win. However, this is a good sign for the Warriors. And I think also considering some of the other underlying Questions, concerns, whatever you want to call them, but for example, like Draymond Green did not play very well throughout the majority of his first game. The starting lineup as a whole did not play particularly well throughout the totality of the game, but they were good when it mattered. Stephen Curry was great, was all time when it mattered, and that is notable and a noticeable difference at the beginning of this season to the beginning of last season. What was also noticeable, and Steve Kerr touched on it in our previous segment, the fact that a guy like Chris Paul after nearly 1,350 basketball games is going to come off of the bench and not skip a beat and be a plus 22 in 27 minutes, that is very Andre Iguodala-like, which is what Steve Kerr talked about in 2014 and fourteen and fifteen when Iguodala was asked to come off the bench by Kerr. He was a starter his entire career. And in fact, he was a very good starter. He was an all-star at one point in Philadelphia, but he had to come off of the bench for the betterment of the team. Now, Chris Paul started the first two games of the season because Draymond's out, but Kerr has already mentioned post-game after Houston that call that Paul is going to remain on the bench tomorrow night in New Orleans. So how is Steve Kerr going to configure these rotations? I do think the top six, perhaps even seven, might be set. I would throw Kaminga in at that seventh spot. But a guy like Gary Payton II, was fantastic off of the bench tonight. A plus 13 in 19 minutes. Six of eight, three of four from downtown with 15 points to go along with four rebounds and three steals. I thought Gary Payton II really flew under the radar was a big reason why the Warriors jumped out to that 16-point lead in the first half. Now, Houston had a fantastic second half, and if we're going to talk about some of the the underlying factors that led to that 16-point deficit being erased, I think Houston... May have shown us that the Warriors at this point are a little soft inside, that they can be moved up and down, that the pace can be dictated by a younger, more athletic team. I, I don't think that's something that is going to necessarily threaten the Warriors in a lot of basketball games, but it's something that I'm gonna note because Houston decidedly won the won the advantage in the paint throughout the game. There were plus pardon me, plus twenty-two on points in the paint, forty six to twenty-four where Golden State was able to level things, was at the three-point line. They made 18-3, so the Rockets' nine. And I thought they did a great job of taking advantage of a lot of younger players. And basically, a guy like Jalen Green, who was 8 of 20, had an all-right night. Being okay with letting those guys, you know, get into their groove, basically take shots that were not great shots— and then eventually Golden State was able to find a way to kind of recapture their momentum down the stretch. And I thought their, their veteran leadership, which had not necessarily, uh, you know, materialized in the first three quarters, I thought that showed up in the fourth. Uh, for the 510, the YouTube chat, curious to know. <laughs> What team? Uh, what team had I got on? This is the the Saint Paul Saints. All right, for those of you wondering, this is the uh, the Saint Paul Saints. They're the AAA affiliate of the Minnesota Twins, used to work for back in the day. Neither here nor there. We're also not going to be taking any 49ers slander in the YouTube chat, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. That is for Sterling. That is for every 49ers fan here. That's why I think another reason we had to call or call in Mark for Milbury in the first segment. That's why this game was also such a great one because you're coming off of a doozy you're coming off of a stinker you're coming off of a of a of a, of a pooper that Brock Purdy and the 49ers an egg that they laid the Golden State Warriors did not let you down tonight. And I think that also is making people feel pretty good. So appreciate everyone chiming in on YouTube, on the Comcast Business Text Line. Also, a, a call or two if you want to sneak them in before we wrap things up here at the top of the hour. 888 957 9570. But now I want to get back to the sound. I want to go out to, I want to, I want to, I want to if we could, Sterling, dial up uh, the, the Curry post game on NBC Sports Bay Area where he was talking about his newest. Um, you know, exclamation point, his 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 newest move, so he's calling it. He had an interesting name for it. Let's let's take a listen. Now
0: we've seen the night night move. Was this what was the new move after that fourth? Was that the migraine, the migraine headache you're giving now? Now, what's up with that? <laughs> uh, my favorite Halloween, or not holiday, Christmas holiday, holiday movie, uh, Home Alone. That was like the Macaulay Culkin uh, running around the house uh, situation. I don't know where it came from. You know me, none of it's choreographed. I just like to have fun out here and uh, you know put on a show in that respect. So uh, especially a shot like that when you had things going and just having fun.
3: Okay, so that, that puts a little more clarity on it. Macaulay Culkin, Home Alone, more of a Christmas movie, maybe Thanksgiving. I'll get him a bit of a pass because in a couple of days, things will turn towards Thanksgiving season. I thought that was an ode to Edvard Munch and the expressionist movement uh, with the, the, the scream. And, of course, around Halloween, I thought that might have been pretty appropriate and well planned by Stephen Curry. But I, I, I like the Home Alone. And he what? He gave us the night night against Sacramento. Now he gives us the screamer, the home alone here against Houston. I can't wait to see what he's got in store down in New Orleans tomorrow night. Should the Warriors be able to pick up a third consecutive road victory? And so we're looking forward to that as well. I think for for the Golden State Warriors tonight, again, if we're if we're talking about takeaways, number one, it's got to be number thirty. I mean, this guy is still playing at an all time level at age thirty five. Age remains a number for Stephen Curry who had 12 straight points in the fourth quarter, 14 of the final, 21 for the Golden State Warriors after going down by two with 6.05 left in the game and absolutely ripping the hearts out of the Rockets. Secondly, I think Chris Paul would be my second biggest takeaway from the night and the fact that his impact on this game, or on any game really, is going to be one that is here to stay. And that kind of stability that he provides to both the starting as well as the second unit is not necessarily going to fluctuate. And that's why Mike Dunleavy Jr. in this front office identified this player as a guy that could come in and raise significantly, it does appear, the floor of this Golden State Warriors team. Now, it remains to be seen whether the ceiling has been lowered or if it's even potentially higher. That is something we're going to figure out weeks from now. But the floor for Golden State with Chris Paul in it looks to have risen significantly from last year, and that is valuable against teams like the Houston Rockets, against teams like the Sacramento Kings, teams that can become and try and play a bit frenetically to get the Golden State Warriors out of their rhythm. They did not have, as much as I do love Draymond Green with the ball in his hands, as much as I love Steph Curry, the point guard, I think Chris Paul adds a different dynamic to this team that takes some pressure off of those two guys when it comes to playmaking offensively. I also think that it means that Draymond and Steph don't have to be in the game at all times, that Chris Paul can run the second unit if he needs to, if he's starting, if he's coming at the seven-minute mark or the, or the five-minute mark, it does not matter. He provides a stability that I have not seen in a long time from this Golden State Warriors basketball team. Also a reminder that tomorrow the Pelicans and the Golden State Warriors are going to be tipping off at 5 o'clock, so you know what that means. Warriors Live going to be at 4 o'clock right here on 95.7 The Game. also encourage you, of course, to tune into a Monster Monday on 95.7 The Game beginning at 5 a.m. Joe Spadoni, 6 a.m. Morning Roast with Bonte and Butcher, and then, of course, the Midday Show from 10 to New with Steiny and Guru, and then Willard and Dibs are going to take you up until the Warriors t- play the Pelicans at 5 o'clock. Tim Roy will be on the call for that one as well. So, uh, look, it, it's a great night for the Golden State Warriors. And and, and echoing the, the sentiment, 4 away from the Comcast Business Text Line, Chris Paul brings such a calm confidence to the second eunuch. There weren't many frantic possessions tonight from the bench that led to fast break points. And, and, and I think that's a good kind of added detail at the end. This is a Houston team that will feed off of whatever whatever energy you give it, especially in their own home building, although I did see a lot of Warriors fans there tonight. If you allow them any sort of rope, they will take it and run with it and literally will try and get up and down to press a team that is a little bit older than them. That's what we saw Houston try to do to them last year, and the Warriors, of course, beat them four times. Uh, also, that extends the Golden State Warriors' winning streak against Houston to, I believe, 11 in a row which is the second-current-longest streak they have against an individual franchise. The other is 12, and it is the Cleveland Cavaliers. So put that in the cap uh, for you as well. Um, Stephen Curry, 15th season, 14 fourth-quarter points, four straight threes, just absolutely fantastic. Um, And also got to mention, the hardest worker of the game tonight, in my mind, I think there's a lot of places you could go with this. Gary Payton II was fantastic was hitting threes, had three steals defensively, but to me, and maybe it's low-hanging fruit, I don't know if you agree, but the hardest worker in the game in my mind was Caban Looney, who quietly racked up 11 rebounds. Now, all three games this season to start the year has registered 10 or more boards. His personal longest streak of consecutive games with 10 or more rebounds is six, so he's halfway there. I expect if he continues to be in the starting lineup getting 25, 27 minutes a night, I expect that to continue perhaps even tomorrow against the Pelicans, and he Kevon Looney is your hardest worker of the game, brought to you by Alameda County. Let me start that over. Pardon me, Sterling. Kevon Looney is your hardest worker of the night, brought to you by the Alameda County Sheriff's Office, who works hard to serve the community. And if you're looking for a career in law enforcement, learn more about job opportunities at joinacso.com. There, you can cut that one. Evan getting in for John Dickinson. He's going to be back tomorrow night here on Warriors Live as well as Warriors Wrap-Up. I appreciate you letting me sit in for you, J.D., as that will bring us to a close. want to read a couple more texts from the Comcast Business Text Line from the 510, Paul bringing stability to the second unit, minimizing sloppiness where the Warriors were turn- turnover-prone last year. I agree. I know that the pace is going to slow a little bit. I think that the passes in totality are going to be less, but to me, I'm okay with that, especially in positions where the Warriors can, in my mind, create leads. Those leads tend to shrink. They tend to dissipate if you're loose with the basketball. Conversely, if you fall behind early and you continue to kind of roll downhill and turn over the ball, those deficits are only going to grow larger. So he kind of shrinks that margin for error that I think followed the Golden State Warriors far too much last season. Also from the 7-1-8, wins at home will come. These close games on the road matter the most. I'm with you. Moving on to tomorrow, going up 3-1 before hosting Sacramento on Wednesday would be massive. I, I, I would always temper expectations. I think New Orleans is a good basketball team. Again, they are also unbeaten. They got their big boy, literally, Zion Williamson back this season, along with Brandon Ingram, C.J. McCollum, and Jonas Valanciunas, I think those are some impact players in the NBA, and they have aspirations to make the postseason this year. But it looks like the floor of the Warriors, I'm just going to come out and say it, I think the floor of the Warriors, this team, is the fourth seed. I think they are a top-four basketball team as currently constructed, health pending. And even if some guys miss some games, as long as it's not a super-extended period of time, I'm talking two to three months, I believe this is a Warriors team that can eclipse 48, potentially 49 wins. I think this is a team that can put itself in a top four, perhaps even top three seed in the Western Conference. And not just because of tonight, but because of what I've seen already that differs from the beginning of last season. A lot of games left. Three of 82 are in the Bucs, but the Golden State Warriors find themselves at two and one, to begin the 2023-24 campaign. All right, that's going to wrap things up here on Warriors Wrap-Up. A big thank you to Sterling Bennett, Chris O'Connell, along with Craig Valentina holding it down all day, along with John Luke Thomas. He has also been helping us out after the 49ers as well as the Warriors game. Appreciate everyone here in the studio. Appreciate all those of you listening on 95.7 The Game again tomorrow. It starts with the pregame at 5, Morning Roast at 6, stunning Guru at 10, and then Wilron Dibbs at 2. All leading up to the Five o'clock tip right here on 95.7 The Game with Tim Roy between the Warriors and the Pelicans. We hope you'll join us tomorrow. We hope you join us all season for what is looking like a pretty damn entertaining team we got here in Golden State. My name is Evan Gidding, sitting in for John Dickinson, wishing you a wonderful rest of your evening.
1: You'll be listening to Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?